You're listening to Soul Roadmap, episode 49. Welcome to Soul Roadmap Podcast. Each week, you'll hear strategies and inspiration to take action and live life better. Hi, I'm Dina Cataldo, lawyer, coach, and entrepreneur. This podcast is your roadmap to creating more success in your life, business, and relationships. Let's get started. Hello, how are you doing today? So I want to tell you something. The other day, I had a friend approach me and tell me that they wanted to do something big in this world and really make an impact. But they knew that they were holding themselves back because they didn't feel that they knew something well enough to share, to be valuable enough to others. And they didn't like the way that they looked. So she didn't want to put herself out there for all to see. She really just wasn't ready for that. Well, first of all, I just want to say that I feel blessed that people feel comfortable opening up like this to me. It feels really good. And second of all, I hear these same things all the time. And it's even what I've said to myself in the past. These are common insecurities when it comes to our knowledge and our appearance. Things like, I don't know enough. I'm not enough. Who am I to dream big? Who am I to make it happen? What if people judge me and they find me lacking? Which really means, what if they're right about me not being good enough? Well, did you know that these kinds of thoughts actually impact women more than men? And it's probably easy to imagine that more women are insecure about their looks, although the men's magazines are slowly catching men up to our insecurities, unfortunately. And I'm not saying the gentlemen don't have the same thoughts at times, but when we're talking about our knowledge base, There have been studies that show that women and men can look at the same job description when applying for a job and they act differently. A woman will read the job description and be discouraged from applying if they see just one item that isn't exactly within their wheelhouse. If they don't have every bit of experience described, then they're discouraged and won't apply. And I know this from my personal experience because I have thought those same things to myself. On the other hand, Most men will apply for the position even if they don't meet all the job requirements, believing that they will gain the competencies to do the job as they go along. Interesting difference, right? Well, if you have a big dream, wouldn't it be amazing if you could feel that you could build the competencies to create the life you want instead of settling for what you have now because you don't feel good enough in one way or another? You can build the competency to become a better leader, coach, lawyer, doctor, business owner, you name it. You can do this. I'm going to share with you today how I'm doing it right now in my life and how I've done it in the past to move past these insecurities that we all have at some level. And let me tell you something else. No matter how far you get in moving past your current quote unquote problems, you will always have them. It doesn't matter how successful you are or how much money you make. They say new level, new devil. We always think that the grass is greener. And in some ways it is when we think about it in terms of changing ourselves and our lives, but it doesn't mean that there's not more to learn or more insecurities to face. They're just different. But once you realize that you can work through your fears, they become easier to face each time. 
you recognize what's going on in your brain faster, and then you can address the mindset faster. It takes practice. So let's talk about getting comfortable being uncomfortable. I want you to think about this. How we do anything is how we do everything. So if we're not willing to get uncomfortable to improve one area of our life, we're not willing to get uncomfortable to change any area of our life. This is going to be true when it comes to our fitness, work habits, ability to push and put ourselves out there, our love life, our self-image, anything. In fact, if you're not a little uncomfortable in your life in at least one area, then I'm going to say you're not trying hard enough. Some people say the unexamined life isn't worth living. I say that the comfy, cozy life isn't worth living. Is there a time for warm blankets and hot cocoa by a fireplace? Of course. But if we're ignoring our calling or procrastinating on projects because we're uncomfortable when we think about putting ourselves out into the world, then why even bother? There are a lot of you who may listen to this podcast passively. That means you're listening and you're consuming, but you're not really incorporating what you hear into your life. You're not applying it and that's okay. But you may be that person who is incorporating it. You're hearing it. Maybe you're joining the coaching programs I offer or someone else offers so that you can stay focused on what you want. And you're wondering what your next step is right this very moment. I'm talking to you right now because you're going to hear this podcast and you're going to say, yeah, I'm in. Let's do this. And that's where I was. I knew I wanted more, but I needed that kick in the pants to understand what needed to be done to create what I wanted in my life. Let me share something with you. I force myself to get uncomfortable all the time. In fact, when I've been comfortable too long, then I know I'm not growing the way I want to be growing and something needs to change. Three weeks ago, I was offered a speaking engagement speaking to a group of lawyers at their annual event, and it was last week. Did I have a speech planned when the organizer approached me? No. Did I have a slideshow created already? No. What I did know is that I wanted to bring my message to more people, and this was exactly the group of people I wanted to talk to. And I had been building the capacities over the years and knew that I could put a quality talk together for them. I mean, I wouldn't have taken this on if I didn't know I could do it. I knew what I could talk about because I'd been developing content over the years. I knew how to speak to them because I'd been talking to people for years, either teaching them in a smaller class setting or teaching a jury how to apply the law to the facts in a closing argument or teaching in one of my online masterclasses. Every step To get there, I was building capacities in those areas too. So let me take you back to the conversation I had with my friend. She has big dreams and has a full plate when it comes to her commitments with her family and with work, but she is unrelentingly positive despite things that others would perceive as holding her back. And that is her superpower. Another superpower of hers is that she recognizes that she doesn't feel good enough to do what she wants to do most, change the world in her unique way. She hasn't even figured out what that way will be, but she knows she has something inside her that she wants to offer. Let me stop here and say that changing the world is not an insurmountable idea. It is not an impossible dream. One phrase, one person one idea 
has an impact on one area of the world and that work spreads. You don't have to be Oprah or Brene Brown or Tony Robbins to change the world. The way you are in the world matters. The way you work on yourself matters because others see that and it influences them and how they are in the world. Each of us is an example of what's possible. Even the seemingly small things matter. But let's say we want to talk to people and create relationships with them and we want to impact in a larger scale how people see their worlds. You must start small because you're building the capacity to make an impact on a larger scale. You work on yourself, then you are the example. Then you create what you want to impact those around you. And maybe you create something that's bigger than you and you can make a larger scale impact. Every larger than life personality, every business, every titan of industry had to build the capacity to become more than they were when they started. From Oprah to Starbucks, neither of them started at the top. They built or their owners built the capacity to grow over time. The issue a lot of us come up against is that we expect to be perfect out of the gate. We expect that we're going to have the million followers on Instagram, the huge email list, the large client base overnight. And if we don't, then we might give up. Did I start out coaching, creating online coaching courses and podcasting motivational and practical strategies to live better? No. I had to figure out that that was even something that I wanted to do in the first place to make an impact in the world. And that took a lot of trial and error and figuring out what I enjoyed and what I was good at. It was that intersection of what I loved and what I was building the capacity to do. I am constantly building the capacity to have what I want and do what I want to do in this world. I'm constantly motivating myself to think differently because I know that what got me here won't get me to the next level. So how do you build the capacity to have what you want? I'm going to give you an example in my life. About four or five years ago, I decided to start a business. And starting a business was a fear I knew I had to confront because it was on several of the bucket lists I wrote for myself over the years. And that's just one benefit of having a journaling practice. You get to see your thought patterns. So I started with the only thing I felt I knew at the time and what I could think of that I could possibly do while being a full-time lawyer, and that was selling something online. I loved tea, and I was good at blending it, so that's what I chose. Once I decided to take action, I decided to build the competencies to create my business. But there was a big problem, a real big problem that I faced. Me. I was the big problem. My insecurities were getting in the way of me connecting with people online. I understood enough about needing to build the capacity to build a business and to learn what I didn't know from online entrepreneurs. I turned to mentors online who knew what they were doing. But all the lessons I was learning on creating a business by connecting with others online required me to put myself out there more. Now, I could argue a closing argument in front of a dozen people. But apparently creating videos that a hundred or even a thousand people might see was a bit much for my brain to process. And if you want to create a personal connection with someone in the online world, there's three ways to do it. Blogging, podcasting, or video. I would write blogs, but I knew that if I was really going to connect with the people that I wanted to reach, that I'd have to do video to have a face-to-face connection. 
I knew that my personality would show up more in video. And podcasting at that time was too much tech for me to really figure out when I was just getting started. I had to have and build the capacity for that too. So I tried video and I was bad at it. I tried doing video live on Facebook and then I also tried to have someone film video for a promotion I was doing and I flipped out. I mean, there were tears because this was my edge. It was where all the resistance I was feeling to put myself out there was hitting me. I was insecure about how I looked, how I presented myself, how my background looked. I mean, I felt not good enough all over the place. (laughs) I practiced awful video after awful video. I was uncomfortable all the time. I'd delete videos. I'd redo videos. I'd rehearse videos ahead of time. I tried so many things. Then one day, I felt a little bit more comfortable. I didn't feel like the videos had to be perfect anymore. I left the imperfect ones up even. Then I was a bit more comfortable the next time. Then I watched them and I thought, hey, that was pretty good. It was a process. I slowly had to build the capacity to create videos comfortably, but it was a process. That was what was on the other side of working through my fears and being uncomfortable. I didn't suddenly feel amazing. I didn't suddenly feel like I knew what I was doing. I didn't suddenly feel good about the way I looked on camera. I learned what made me feel like I looked better on camera. I also learned more about the areas I was teaching so I could feel more confident when I taught. That's an example of building the capacity to have what you want by actually working through the discomfort. It is uncomfortable. It is tough sometimes. But if you want what's on the other side of that, you have to work through it. I wanted a business online, but I had to face my fears and work through them to build the capacity to have one. In fact, all of that work that I did on myself, all of those times I practiced video when I was uncomfortable and crying and hated it, put me in a position where I could actually connect better with people online now where I could actually do a coaching program and record live video and do a podcast. These are things that I needed to build over time. If you're working on building the capacity to have something in your life, I have some suggestions to get you started. First, find someone who has what you want and find out what they did to get started. No one started out being amazing at what they do. I promise you that. They had to start somewhere. Tony Robbins started out as a janitor. Oprah Winfrey was demoted to the lowly talk show host position at her station. They built the capacity to create what they wanted in their lives. I found somebody online. Her name's Amy Porterfield, and she struggled with video too. So when I listened to her struggles with video, I felt like I could relate to her. And she was somebody that motivated me to keep trying, even when I was crying my eyes out doing the video. So find somebody you connect with and follow them. Figure out what they're doing to get what they want in their life. Number two, jump in before you're ready. If you don't do that, you're going to just second guess yourself to death. You're going to second guess yourself out of taking action. Just don't think too much. Just do it. If I were going to think about every time I was going to do video, then I would have never done it. I committed to myself when I had a regular video show. I committed to myself that I was going to do it on those certain dates. And I just did it, whether I felt completely ready or not. 
And maybe I was really uncomfortable that day, but there was something that I learned that day, something that when I took action, I learned how to do better the next time. Jump in before you're ready. Third, spend quiet time with yourself noticing your feelings. You'll notice when your insecurities come up and you're going to recognize where you need to build the capacity to get more of what you want in your life. A journaling practice will help you get there. I'm going to link to my podcast on journaling for high achievers in the show notes at dinacataldo.com forward slash 49. I hope you got some inspiration from this episode, but more than that, I hope you use this episode to take action today on what you want. Come to dinacataldo.com forward slash 49 to commit to yourself and tell me in the comments what's one thing you can do to build the capacity to have what you want in your life. I want to hear from you. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Hi, lawyers. If you love Soul Roadmap Podcast, I want to tell you about a couple things that will jumpstart your life. The first is the 10-Day Lawyer Life Detox. We clear out stress and overwhelm in this self-study online coaching program. You can learn more at dinacataldo.com forward slash work with Dina. The second is my signature online group coaching program. I do a couple times a year. While the 10-Day Lawyer Life Detox is like a quick refresh, the Lawyer Soul Roadmap is a deep dive. In this 10-week online program, I teach you how your brain works, why you do what you do, and how to reach your goals while creating ease in your life. If you're ready for more, join me at dinacataldo.com forward slash work with Dina. I'll see you there.